Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Spiritual Spotlight series. Today, I have the wonderful and fabulous Josephine Hardman, PhD. What I want to say about Josephine is that she is a certified intuitive healer and Akashic Records practitioner and teacher. She taught college for 10 years before transitioning to her spiritual work full time. Her purpose is to help people awaken the healer within, which I love that. That is amazing. The aspects of themselves as powerfully intuitive, wise, connected, and at peace. She does this through one-on-one work with her clients and teaching others how to access the Akashic Records through her comprehensive training programs. It's so lovely to meet you. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. So excited to be here. So thank you. I'm so happy that you're here. So Tell us a little bit about, um, so you, you have a very comprehensive package. And I love the fact that you work with the Akashic Records. I also work with the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you teach that. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of getting in touch with the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a long story. You're like, okay, guys, buckle no. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I need to start with sort of my spiritual awakening absolutely yes please start there because that will lead us into how the records yeah. into my life in the first place um and I would say in some ways this is kind of a common story I know so mm-hmm. many people relate to it in one way or another um and basically it's that I got sick so I got oh. sick in my very early 20s I was 19 oh. or 20 um and just started slowly getting sick and having like mysterious symptoms and I was in college at the time and it was like oh I can't yeah. use the computer anymore I'm so tired it's hard to go out and be in the world so was, function. yeah what do yeah. I do with my life now um so I and I did the whole rounds you know doctor after doctor and conventional medicine and did the tests and they couldn't figure out what was wrong really so that it was really just a suspicion of probably some kind of autoimmune disorder Mm -hmm. or this thing or the other thing maybe it's chronic fatigue you know it was just all really vague but what I heard the most from doctors was okay well we don't know and this is forever and you're not gonna heal and you need to take these steroids for the rest of your life like to keep the inflammation at bay and yeah which was really like a curse Wow. Wow. I have chills. Yeah. And being, you know, 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Impressionable. You're vulnerable. You're scared and you're hearing these things. So it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really devastating to be honest. So, and it was also a process of disillusionment with the conventional medical system Mm -hmm. that they didn't have any 
better answers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me that they were not going to fix anything or heal anything. And that basically I had to turn to other places of right. information, guidance, some other way to heal myself. Um, so that was really scary, you know, because I trusted doctors up until that point. And I also don't want to say, like, I'm not making a general statement on conventional medicine. No, no, no. This is your journey. And oh, the yeah. fact that you went to that amount of doctors and base was like, well, good luck. Yeah, it really was like That's, that. And, you know, and it's sad. I think so. And there are great doctors yeah. out there. And there are also doctors that sometimes treat us, you know, like we're one organ or one limb. Absolutely. Just mm-hmm. in a fragmented way. Absolutely. And then you have to see the other specialist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really. No, 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 I can't deal with your stomach. You got to yeah. go to GI. Yeah. No, I can't deal with exactly. your heart. You got to go to cardio. No, I can't deal with your mind. Yeah. You got to go to neuro. Yeah, yeah. Especially that, right? Like, I can't deal with your mind. It's not about diet. Like, right. don't be stupid. Um, it's what I would hear when I would bring up these things. So yeah, it was like, okay, they're not going to fix me or heal me or there's not a savior outside of myself that's going to yeah. come in and take all of this away or make it better. Right. Mm-hmm. So I realized that. And then I I turned to other forms of medicine. So I started, you know, very gently with energy healing. Right. Oh, wow. So I saw Reiki healers. And then I learned how to do Reiki on myself. Nice. Um, then I did the whole course in miracles, which is a 365 day. I'm doing that right now in my group. It's oh, intense. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's life-changing. It is. Um, so I did the course in miracles. I did, you know, talk therapy. I did a lot of things. I did acupuncture. I did a lot of things. And luckily I was supported by my family, especially mm-hmm. my parents, because wow. my parents are very spiritual. My mom is a psychotherapist, but also a healer. Um, my dad Love is always, like a lifelong meditator, mm-hmm. done mindfulness meditation. So they um, had a lot of resources that they could direct me to, wow. which was really very, very lucky to have mm-hmm. that. And it was in that process of dis- discovering these new modalities that eventually, so I came across the Akashic Records. Wow. It was actually my mom that said, oh, I've learned about this tool. I love it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about looking into that too? Yeah. So I did. And that was really, really transformative. Yes. So the records helped me in a lot of different ways particularly to come face to face with a lot of the patterns Mm. and just dysfunctional behaviors and thought patterns that were basically fueling the illness. And, you know, I see illness really as just a state of imbalance somewhere in the physical and energetic system. And it really, for me, it really does start at the energetic level and then, you know, physical manifestations are kind of the last where things Mm -hmm. show up. Um, so with the help of the records, I was able to see, oh, okay, I have this perfectionist pattern. I have this pattern of not being able to say no, because I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm seeking approval from all these places outside of myself in this compulsive way. Um, I have a very intense type A personality tendencies. So I'm rushing and I'm not pacing myself. So Mm -hmm. I had to confront all of that and then start to work through it and kind of unravel it. And the records also helped me shift my mindset. And the Course in Miracles also helped with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, okay, so I have 
internalized, I have bought into this belief system that the doctors were giving me of this is forever. There's no cure. You're never going to heal. It's going to get worse over time, which I had really internalized. And then I was living by those beliefs. Absolutely. This self-fulfilling prophecy and cycle. So it was just one day of amazing clarity all of a sudden it was like a flash of clarity like oh that is not that is not mine like that belief system doesn't have to be mine I don't have to live by it I don't have to believe it what if I just take my mind and my thoughts into a different place or just open things up like what could be possible right here and that was just like this sense of internal freedom of mm-hmm. why wow, I have to be held hostage by this belief system. So it was like the shackles of the mind opening up. Right. Just all these possibilities coming forth. Um, and so, yeah, it really was the Akashic Records that helped so much with that. And they've been in my life ever since. I love that. And I love the fact that you bring up such valid points about your thoughts create your reality. And the loops, the loops that we play in our minds. And, and I love the fact that you go into the Akashic Records because I imagine that you rewrite those loops. Mm. You help you help your clients to say, okay, let's identify this. Let's work with it. And now let's move, let's release it and move on. Completely. Yeah. Yes. So much of that, I think, of working with the records is about, I almost look at it as taking off all of these heavy coats that we've put on ourselves of conditioning, of programming, of other people's ideas and beliefs and opinions and what they expect from us, mm-hmm. and what the culture says is possible versus what's not possible. Yeah. So just all of that layering that happens that gets accumulated and not even just from this lifetime, but past lifetimes. Absolutely. Because you have your records to go into the past. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're still yeah. carrying that until we become conscious of it. So it's really about taking off all of those heavy mm-hmm. coats that we don't need anymore and that are keeping, that are covering up really our core essential self, mm-hmm. true self within and that light that wants to shine so brightly of who we really are and what really matters to us at our highest, deepest levels so yeah just peeling back all of that stuff and becoming truly ourselves so important I love that and it sounds like now I would say with your journey are you healed now from those ailments that you had when you were 19 years old oh yeah I mean I would say I am 90% love it free yeah from the things that I had then which is like absolute proof that of course you can heal. There is a cure if we want to put it in those terms. Um, And that conventional medicine is not always the path that's going to get us there, but that's okay. You know, 100% like, and like I, I'm a registered nurse and I truly believe in, you know, yeah, Western Eastern medicine and whatnot. But do I feel that in a nation right now, we overprescribe and we overdiagnose and we oversimplify complex things with, you know, as a doctor, because it's like an assembly line. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I do feel, and maybe you see this too, is like we're kind of shifting as a culture to look within rather than just say, you know, go to the doctor and say, well, what's wrong with me? And they're like, well, I don't know. 
And, you know, you probably teach people, no, let's go within, let's identify what's causing this dis-ease. Cause like you said, like I firmly believe illnesses and whatever, it comes from our thoughts, our patterns, our loops. And we kind of manifest those into physical symptoms, such as a rash, fatigue, anxiety, you know, all of that, because we get so compacted with all of these belief systems. And I love that analogy of it's heavy coats mm-hmm. it's weighing you down. Oh, I just, that's so powerful. And I love yeah. the fact that you've been able to, you identify that. Thank goodness you had supportive parents and this, you know, cause a lot of people don't have that, you know, when they're looking within and then like for you to be like, no, I can, I can cure myself. I mean, absolutely. We're just a, we can, we can do anything if yeah. we, harness the power within (laughs) yes but that's the thing that's the critical I think there's some kind of paradigm shift that's happening Mm -hmm. now of okay we're not going to give our power away anymore to whatever system Mm -hmm. or whatever person or even to a thought pattern uh, or to the news, right? To the oh media. gosh, the news! Um, oh. yeah. And <laughs> just turn back into ourselves yeah. because we really do have. I believe we do have the answers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within, and that. So sometimes when I talk about the akashic records, especially with my students, right? When I'm yeah. training them how to access the records right. themselves, and I see it actually as that there is no separation between us and the records I agree in some ways we are the records and the records mm-hmm. are within us because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all part of the same whole um so it's really just about that remembering that there is no separation and that in connecting to those highest aspects of ourselves which is what the records can enable um that's when we find that clarity and those flashes of insight um, and just the path ahead becomes so much clearer. And then we're just relying on that inner guidance and that inner compass, you know, yes. what is aligned with us. And I think with what you said uh, a minute ago is that, yes, people are definitely taking back the power within, but I would imagine that you help your clients to reclaim the power that was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such a big part of the work. And it's, you know, because as I said, I, this is also has to do with just the way that I see my role as a healer. Yeah. Because I don't have, I don't have all of the answers. I don't have all of the authority. I don't have, I don't want to be the oracle or telling people (laughs) what they should be doing. And so it's really just about being like a guide or a companion for a while, being a mirror and then helping people to activate that healer Mm -hmm. within. within that intuitive part within so that they have access to those Mm -hmm. answers. And then we can start identifying, oh, where are the places where you're giving your power away? Why are you giving your power away to this pattern or to this behavior or to this person when you Mm -hmm. interact with them? And how can you start to pull all of your energy back into yourself? And just to be mindful of that, Mm -hmm. you know, boundaries are involved with that energy management, um, just being mindful of our triggers and how to soften them. So there's a lot of inner work that goes into that. But yeah, just first of all, becoming aware of where are the places where I'm giving my power away. And I like the fact that you say that you're, you know, you're a guide. It's almost like you're providing them with the training wheels and ultimately they're going to have to ride the bike themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly, because I don't want anyone ever to think that they need me to access the Akashic Records. Yeah. And of course, it is a joyful, collaborative, powerful experience to work with someone and to go into the records together. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I'm just serving as a mediator for a little while. But what I want them to do is to be able to access the, the records for themselves or any other form of guidance. Yeah, because you do you're you you also kind of help them to sharpen their intuitive abilities, which is a superpower. Yes, that's it. Because it doesn't just have to be the records. It could be, you know, any other form of divine source that they feel connected to or that resonance with them that they can access that themselves and they don't need me for that. So sometimes I say if I'm doing my job really well then I'm working myself out of a job because then people don't need to see me anymore, which is good. It is good. It also means you're being authentic, like, because you're honoring the fact that they have divine within them, just as you have divine within you. And, you know, and, and, and I hate to say this, and and it's, there are inauthentic people out there that will try to take advantage of those who may not be as clear minded, you know, such as yourself. And you're no, you're like, no, I'm going to help you. And I'm going to help you to take back your power and activate the healer within because we're all healers within. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I really do hope that I, I strive to always be in that in integrity with myself in that way through my business and the work that I do. Um, And I think that's another way that we're taking our power back is by not giving our power away to a healer or to a teacher or to a mentor or even Mm -hmm. to the records themselves right oh yeah want to feed into any of those codependent patterns or, oh. or neediness or I need any of these people or tools to heal myself because that is not true all of that can be helpful to have allies on the path but ultimately we're the ones doing it so oh you're speaking it yeah. <laughs> no that's just I mean wow like because you're right like we, we, we can become codependent on, yes. Wow. That's, oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Well, that's what happens, but you know, with spiritual bypassing, oh, like, yes. oh, I'm gonna use this crystal and um, unless I use it, then I can't heal or I need yes. the deck to tell me this or that so I can make a choice. But these things are just neutral tools. We can't right. make the tool, the thing that's going to heal us because that is not really the case it's just that the tool helps us to activate something within ourselves right. that's already there and i feel like with the spiritual cho- tools you're also teaching them discernment yeah yeah kind yeah. of like you said trusting the guidance within like i'm not going to pick up my pendulum every time i want to buy you know something online is this yeah. my best and highest good like i need to trust my own intuitive guidance completely <laughs> yes but you know what it is challenging to do that because then we have to take ownership yes of the choices that we're making and we can't say oh the tarot deck told me to do that <laughs> like, the tarot deck can help us to get more information yeah, a choice that we're trying to make, but then ultimately we have to make the choice ourselves and then live with the consequences of you, it. I right? just had a thought in mind and I'd already lost it. Oh my goodness. But it was so, oh, people who say, oh. well, spirit told me, come on, come right. on, spirit, I, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause in so many ways, this is your own 
you're telling me your intuition. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's just about being mindful of that too, that we don't want to use spirituality to try to escape reality or to give away that ownership over our own lives and choices. Because I would imagine that you also feel like, you know, you're a spiritual person, but having a human experience. And as humans, we have to make choices for our best and highest good, but we also have to live within society. And (laughs) yes, and that's the, it's so important that you're saying that because the other way that I have seen people sometimes do spiritual bypassing when working with the records specifically Mm. is, you know, because when you start accessing the records and spending more time there, it always feels so good. It feels so welcoming. Yeah. It is such a high frequency, high level energy. There's no judgment inside of the records. It's just this pure love. And it feels really good to be there. And sometimes I see people almost like using that, but like leaving their bodies behind to mm. go up into the spiritual realms. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that we keep that anchoring in the body, into the yeah. earth that we do grounding practices and that we always go into the records or do any other spiritual practice with the, with the intention of whatever I discover here, whatever I find, whatever the information is, I'm going to bring it down to earth and I'm going to apply it in some way, or I'm going to ask, how is this illuminating Mm. where I am today and where I want to be moving forward um, so that we make it a more active process. Like we have to be active participants. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and you're, you're so correct about, you have to stay grounded to, to earth. You have to stay grounded. You know, like people do spend a lot of time off in the ethers and you're like, Oh, you gotta, you're not going to be bringing in what you want. (laughs) Right. I know that it's that whole thing, right. Of like, to be able to manifest, it's not just, the vision board and the meditating, although right. those are really important parts of it, but it's also, okay, what real actions am I taking in right. my life? What inner work am I doing to mm-hmm. move this forward? Um, right. Because we are ultimately responsible for that. So. so one of the things that you do is that you are on Instagram and you are fabulous on Instagram. So the oh, first thing, what is your Instagram handle so everybody can follow you? Yep. So that is at healer.com. Josephine. I love it. And what I've noticed that you do is that you do these like tarot challenges Mm -hmm. a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So I've been doing the tarot challenges probably for about three years now and they're every month. So they're monthly. Monthly. Okay. Call them month long journeys of healing and transformation and self-exploration. Basically this is what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way I design them is that I will open the records, you know, a month in advance, I'll open the records and then just ask kind of what is an important theme um, or what do people need the most help with or what can we work on healing for next month? And then I just listen and see what the answer is. So it's pretty, it's a pretty good business strategy. I'm like, I'm taking notes, like guys, buckle up. (laughs) I love that. And then I get the theme, right? So for example, yeah. this current month, which is April, 2022, we're doing um, the inner teenager yes. our challenge, which is like a variation on the, on inner child healing, mm-hmm. but dealing with the inner teen. I love that. 
And then next month, which I announced yesterday, we're doing um, Befriending My Emotions. Ooh. So it's about, you know, what is your current emotional state? How are you relating to some primary emotions like anger, grief, sadness, mm-hmm. joy? And also, how can you become a compassionate host, host for all of the emotions that are living inside of you in any one given moment without rejecting them, but also without overly attaching to them. So just to bring more peace to how we're dealing with our emotions. So that will be May 2020. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so powerful. Now, um, and I and I think with your tarot challenges, do you have to use any specific tarot deck or is it whatever deck you have? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so first of all, it's every other day. So we post on odd days of the month. So one, three, five, and so on. Um, because I've found that just makes it easier for people to mm-hmm. stay on track and it's not too overwhelming. Um, and people can use any tarot deck or oracle deck. Sometimes people use runes. Um, sometimes people just do them privately if yeah. they don't want to post publicly. So just journaling or just even using the prompts for self-reflection. So really any way that works. Oh, that's perfect. Whatever resonates. Yeah. Now, what other things, what other challenges do you do on Instagram? Do you do just the tarot ones or other ones? I feel like you do other ones. I do the tarot challenges, which are really like the primary thing. But Mm -hmm. then I also post um, tarot spreads with different themes throughout the month. Um, And sometimes I will also just throw out like daily prompts Mm -hmm. um, for the days where we're not posting for the main challenge, um, just to help people to continue that self exploration really with whatever theme Mm -hmm. we're dealing with that month. I I love the fact that you you do uh, a theme every month, like, and like you said, if maybe that theme doesn't resonate with you this month, maybe the next month's theme, you know, like. Yeah, I always hear from people, like, even, let's say, a challenge that I did a, a year ago. And oh, wow. Like, oh, I'm finally getting around to it. <laughs> now it really applies to what's going on in my life. So it's nice that all of the challenges are forever yeah. there in my account. And you Absolutely. can do anyone that resonates. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the one for that month. So No, no, it's perfect. And, and I also like the fact that you're not like, well, you have to use this exact deck. And this oh, exact, no, no, no. No, no, no. That. no, yeah, whatever tool works. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. What, can you tell us a little bit about your Akashic Records course? Yeah, absolutely. So I have an Akashic Records level one course, which is self-paced. Okay. Um, and that one is basically all of the foundational pieces. Nice. And everything people need to know to be able to access and work with the records for themselves. So okay. for personal healing and transformation. Um, so we go into how do you receive information mm-hmm. from the records? What are the different intuitive channels that mm-hmm. we need to open up? How do you get ego mind interference (laughs) out of the way so that you're getting really clear, accurate, useful information? Um, How do you connect with the record keepers who are the beings of light that work inside of the records? So that and a lot more. Um, And then I also have my certification program. Okay. Is um, all levels of mastery in the Akashic records. And that was geared for people that want to become certified practitioners. Oh, and um, then when you become a certified practitioner, are you able then to do um, readings on clients? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, so typically it. for the certification, I get 
um, people who already have spiritual businesses, healers, coaches, and they want to add the records as another modality or even as an overarching mm-hmm. modality. That, and then they can use all of their other tools, but having the records open, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I find that, um, and I'm sure with you, when you, cause you started with like Reiki and, you know, mindfulness work, do, having that kind of foundation before you got into the Akashic records made going to the records that much more powerful. Oh yeah. And, and easier, right? Yes. <laughs> I already had practice in kind of sitting in stillness and silence mm-hmm. and being able to tune into something. Yeah, which I think is really the bulk of the initial work that we need to do to clear ourselves out and just be able to get into the frequency mm-hmm. of the records. So absolutely. And when I have students who are already experienced meditators, it tends to facilitate that process for sure, which is not to say that people who haven't done meditation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They still can't, but there might be a little bit more of just clearing stuff out and opening yeah. up channels at first you know when I started with my kind of spiritual journey I actually started with energy healing myself and I yeah and then I kind of became more with that and then I went into Akashic Records but I found that I was channeling more energy than I was you know what I mean so I had to take another (laughs) Akashic Records course so I can learn the energies I'm channeling through the Akashic Records. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing though. And you know what, that's such a good point though, because we receive information in all kinds of different ways. Sometimes it comes through as a feeling. Absolutely. A sensation or like a sound that you're hearing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I hear the high frequency of the records through clear audience. So it doesn't always have to be this visual, you know, like a perfect movie or a scene of something. Mm-hmm. It can be all these other ways that it's coming through. No, to be transparent, I'm, I'm glad that you bring that point up is that I really don't see. I just get like a flash. That's pretty much it. And then it just pops in my head and right. then I feel it. And then, but for me, you know, you're like, I, I feel it initially. So I'm like, oh, okay. So Archangel Michael is here and I can feel it through your sacral chakra and yeah you know, and then let's go. (laughs) Yes, that I can relate to that so much. Because even for me, when I am receiving past life, Mm. let's say with a client that we're working for, and sometimes I'm not seeing it as a scene of the past life. Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm just receiving a feeling like this was a dominant primary emotion Ooh, in yeah. that past life let, let's say something like loneliness mm-hmm, let's say mm-hmm. was a dominant emotion in that particular mm-hmm. past life and there is a trauma related to it that we need to address so I might just feel it as a feeling or just get a sense of what the dominant key word is for that right. past life so yeah I just I really want people to know first of all you don't have to be psychic no not at all records mm-hmm. and you don't need to be someone who's always seeing because there are so many other avenues of information do you do you call yourself a psychic no yes. I do not think yeah. that I am because I don't you know sometimes in sessions I will yeah. have loved ones coming through right. if there's an important message mm-hmm. which is kind of rare for me but it does happen um but beyond that I don't I don't consider myself a medium or a psychic and because I don't want to make those promises either you know yeah 
And then with the, um, so sorry, I'm bringing up more questions about the Akashic Records. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, I can talk about the records all day. Every I don't say, I'm like, oh, yeah. records. And, and, I mean, the same for, for me. I kind of feel like, like, you know, I go into the records and yeah, I'm intuitive, but I have a hard time calling myself a psychic. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, let's talk about your past and what's going on that's impacting your present so that way you can work on your future. Yep. Yeah, right. So that you can work on your future because it's not already written. Exactly. Very well. (laughs) Yes. So I always like to say the records are not a predictive tool. Mm -hmm. They're not a fortune telling tool. Although we can take a look at, let's say, you know, someone is wondering, well, if I make this choice today, let's say like um, changing careers or moving across the country or getting Mm -hmm. married, we can go into the records and look at, Okay, if you make that choice today and you stay on that trajectory, what is the potential future energy of that or outcome of Mm -hmm. that? But it's not really that we're reading the future because we're, I think we're creating that as we go. I would 100% agree with you. And I do feel that sometimes when we're given information from a reading, we may then change and pivot and now we've rewritten exactly what you're looking for. Completely. (laughs) Yes. We go back into the past life and heal the past life trauma, which effectively changes the present and the future as well. Yeah. It's all, you know, and time is not linear in the records. So Mm. it's all happening simultaneously and we're always changing the future when we go and do healing work or repair work inside of the records. So do you feel like the Akashic Records are in a different dimension or do you feel like they're within the same dimension? Yeah, that's such a great question. And, you know, I I don't know why, but in this last year, I've had people ask me, aren't the records a tool of the third dimension? Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, which surprised me. I was like, uh, what, what? And because I don't know who's out there saying that. But that's so odd. I know. So people are asking me that and saying, aren't we like staying stuck in the third dimension if we use them as a tool, which is really like the opposite way of how I look. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because we as humans are in the third right. dimension. I tend to think of the records as they're in the fifth dimension or higher. Right. I right. Right. That almost like that they're stretching down yes. so that we can merge with yeah. them, which is, but that they can come as far down as the fifth. Mm-hmm. dimension and that that's where we need to do the work of yeah. ascending mm-hmm. if you will and aligning with that frequency which is why I also think it's not really possible or not ideal to mm-hmm. try to access the records in a state of crisis or emotional Ooh, evil very good point or if we're really frustrated about something or really mm-hmm. scared about something mm-hmm. I think it just causes more interference and we're not going to receive clear information because all of that's going to get in the way. Um, So I think we need to be really clear, centered, Mm -hmm. peaceful so that we can match that higher frequency. So I, yeah, I don't know where that idea has, has come from, but I see them as ultimately that the records are coming down, you know, from divine source itself. So the highest place that there could ever Mm -hmm. be. And then as far down as the fifth. That's Different. so interesting. Does that make sense? That's how I Absolutely. Look at it. No, no, no. 100%. So yeah. I, um, so like I said, I, I also am a Akashic Records practitioner and I've been certified in it, but, um, I've learned probably 
eight different ways to go into the records. Right. I'm always like, oh, what's a different way? What's a different way? And yeah. a recent book that I'm reading. Oh, and I did get that book that you recommended. See, guys, when you follow oh. her on Instagram. Oh, did you get the Irvin Laszlo book? Yes, I haven't started oh, it yet, but oh, I was like, if she's okay. recommending it, I'm getting it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. And, um. But anyway, sorry, I got all excited. Yeah. I'm reading this new book and this girl, her name's Marine, Marine St. Germain, and I may be pronouncing it incorrectly. Okay. She yeah. talks about the records are in the 11th dimension. I see. So I'm like, but I've never heard them in the third dimension. That's interesting. Because I would, that's our 3D self. And this is a multi-dimension. I'm sorry, off topic. No, I know. I don't, I'm not sure. If Where does that even come from? Someone out there like saying, you know, sometimes people also say, well, the tarot deck is evil. Oh, don't it. yes. It's her dimension. So I don't know if they were just lumping in the records. That kind of makes okay. sense. Another tool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That feels, yeah. It feels like a misunderstanding of what, what they really are. Mm-hmm. So, And I do agree with your point of, you know, make sure that when you do go into the records, you're clear minded. And also when you're setting your intention, when you open mm-hmm. up the records to get your clear and accurate information mm-hmm. that you're not, you know, because if you ask a question, well, I win the lottery. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, that's such an important part of my level one course, Perfect. how to phrase productive questions that Love actually it. work with the records. Yeah. Because for example, we can't ask should or shouldn't questions. Right. That's not because again, we're giving our power away to the records, right. and they're never going to allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're never going to allow us to do that. So, if we're going in asking, "Should I take this job?" Most likely, we're not going to get anything, or it's just going to be more. Confusing. Well, if you want to, exactly right. <laughs> what do you want to create for yourself? You choose. Um, so, yeah, phrasing questions in the most precise illuminating way to mm-hmm. unlock that clear information is really such an important part of the process. I love that. I love that so much. So one of the things that Josephine does offer is that she actually has a guide, a free introductory guide um, that I will make sure to post when I post this interview um, that everybody can access that free guide. Before we wrap up the interview, is there anything in which you want to impart on the listeners, any advice, anything like that, anything you want to share, anything you have upcoming, any classes? (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that. Um, So first of all, I do think that I have in the works and it feels like I'm just being called to do this, Mm -hmm. but um, pretty soon I'm going to be offering some type of membership. Ooh, I love that. Um, we talked about the monthly terror challenges. I am thinking, yeah. And every month, you know, that there's a specific theme. Mm. So I am being led to create some kind of more comprehensive container for that, that. healing work on a specific theme every month, but mm-hmm. you know, in a small group setting uh-huh. um, where people would have much more access to me mm-hmm. and so that we can work through things like inner child healing or shadow work or yes. how to connect with your guides more mm-hmm. powerfully just with monthly themes so that, that is be- an amazing idea and so needed yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah i'm excited to yeah. so that will be coming up soon will um, that be on facebook or would that be on like what site would that be on 
Yeah, I will probably do that, um, like a membership site on Teachable, okay. which is oh, where perfect. I have my current okay. course. Yeah, so perfect. just part of that, um, just because I'm not a fan of Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get how it's useful for a lot of things. I love it. Um, so that's something that's coming up. And then what would I like to impart? I think just, again, to emphasize this point of there's really no one outside of ourselves that mm. can fix heal make everything better be our savior but ultimately that doesn't have to be a bad thing right because it's just about remembering that we can go within to mm. find that guidance and that inner power yeah to activate our inner compass i do think we all come in with this internal system of guidance that is super sharp and clear and it's never been lost yes even if we've covered it up for a while for whatever reason um, and that can always be reclaimed um, so just for people to remember that and that they have access to all of these really high sources of information and healing and wisdom and absolutely. yeah that is and not how, an exclusive thing absolutely it's not oh well if she can do it doesn't mean you can't do it yourself exactly and you don't have to be special in any way it's just about doing a little bit of work and practice and anyone can get there i would say if anything it's just a willingness to be open and look within yourself that's it yes yeah, yeah. Love oh, i that. love it so much and what is the best way for somebody if they want to book a session with you do you do one-on-one -on -one sessions yeah i am still doing um nice. record healing sessions awesome. um, so the best way to take a look at that and connect with me is to go to my website uh which is josephinehartman.com and we've already mentioned the instagram and i yeah. also have a podcast oh awesome uh, tell us all about your podcast oh okay <laughs> um so now i've had the podcast for six years oh my goodness yeah so it's been a long time um and it's called Inner Work, a sort of growth podcast. Yeah. It's on most platforms. And I do interviews nice. with other healers mm -hmm. and leaders in the spiritual community. And nice. I also do solo episodes. Um, yeah, so people can check that out on any platform that they use for podcasts. And one more time, what was the name of it? It's Inner Work, a Spur. Oh, I love that. Thank you. It's a good name. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. I, again, anything for my business, I just open the records and say, what should that, what do I make the name of the podcast? What's most alive? And I love I, you oh. so much because it's so funny. I have been developing this course for a while now and I named it. And, and when I went into the records, they're like, nope, mm -mm, that oh. name, nope, that is low yeah. high. Right. Nope. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you want to go one way, right? In your human self. And then they're like, nope, this other way. And we just have to surrender to that. I think. They're like, no. I'm like, what? I yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> I know. Right. <sighs> in a good yeah. way. In a good way. But you're yeah. like, come on, man. I know. Which I is know. why you have the inner teen teenager challenge, everyone. That's it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yes. I love it. Oh. Well, once again, I want to thank you so, so, so much for um, joining me here today for the Spiritual Spotlight series. I look forward to hearing from you again. I will make sure to post all every single way that everyone can get in touch with you. And I hope everybody has a great day. And everyone take care. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.